Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. So you got some stupidity and you got some hypocrisy all mixed into one story in the world of sports. We are going to get into all that for you here coming up in just a couple of moments from now. It's two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. LeVar Arrington is off today. You can check out this show as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your Wednesday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time. 6 o'clock Pacific right here on FSR. And Brady Quinn, uh, we mentioned uh, all these hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates. One of Mm -hmm. them in particular is very happy with you right now. Very happy. Uh, Fox Sports Knoxville, uh, AM 1340, FM 1057. Very pleased that you just went on national radio and said, uh, Lawrence Tynes, former NFL kicker, uh, you can screw off. Uh, The Knoxville uh, environment, Tennessee games, much louder uh, to Joe Burrow's point uh, in the SEC than Arrowhead Stadium so they're very happy with uh, with you saying that on the air so I, I look I, I hate to I hate to break it to people with NFL stadiums and NFL fans it's just it's a little different you know um, there's some tailgating going on but not to the quite extent where you've got a hundred thousand people versus in some of these NFL stadiums 65,000 70,000 I mean it's just it's it's not quite the same it's just there's a different type of passion to it with college football fans. So well, I hate to admit it to him. I do think it's interesting that you have a, a kicker way in uh, outside of going out on the field to kick. You don't have to communicate <laughs> verbally at all. And so what we're all of a sudden taking his opinion into uh, account when you've got quarterbacks <laughs> who are telling you, no, we have to yell out a cadence. We have to yell out to the receivers, the running back. Like it's our entire job is comprised of communication and yet you're going to take a kicker's word for it i mean he doesn't even say anything to get the snap from the long snap <laughs> into the holder he just gives him a look and then the holder yeah, the holder's the one that is in charge of that so well, it's just know. the whole thing is so stupid while we're giving lawrence tynes any credit in this well case. listen i mean you know he's got uh you know he's got uh, his his beliefs there he wants to wants to protect uh you know his uh, lifetime tickets uh back to arrowhead stadium to go watch games there so maybe there's something to it um even though he spent most of his career at the as Giants, i said before it's one of the loudest in the nfl next to you know century link or what used to be century link up in seattle that's another really loud one and you can go through there there are domes there's obviously some domes that that play a, a part in all that too but there's it's it's not quite the same and, as, as some of these college and ones. look you can you can ask anybody who's been to either a big time college football it doesn't even have to be a big time college football game just a college football game or an nfl game it's not the same man I, i'm no. not saying that the, the quality of football is better in college because clearly it's oh, not it's but not the, no. the fan experience everything that goes along with all of that it's night and day difference between the nfl and college college in my mind I, i've been to multiples at both levels i think college is by far and away better than the NFL. Yeah. Sorry. As, as far as the atmosphere, there's no doubt about it. And, and you can't, there's, there's no, to me, there's no rebuttal for it. You know, and, and again, the football is obviously better at the NFL level from schematic standpoint to obviously the talent level of play, everything, the hits, the speed of it. 
but the the stadium just doesn't have the same type of feel. It doesn't have as much culture to it, as much history, tradition, pageantry, all that stuff behind it. Um, but but I digress. There, there's there's something else we got to get to. Yes. There's a bunch of hypocrites out there right now who are waking up this morning feeling pretty good about themselves, yeah. feeling like they did right. By a professional sport. And yeah. listen, you know, we're not trying to empower morons here uh, on national radio, but it, from nations to Fox, a colleague of Brady Quinn, David Ortiz, Big Poppy is, Big a, Poppy, is a Hall of Famer, well-deserved, yeah. uh, gets into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. So congratulations to David Ortiz. I actually kind of feel bad for David Ortiz because unfortunately him getting into the Hall of Fame is not the story. Uh, it's the two big names who didn't get into the Hall of Fame, most notably Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, their final year uh, on the ballot. Uh, now, they can get in uh, on the um, the Veterans Committee vote uh, later on, but there were some people that were very uh, bothered by the situation. Uh, it, it is a little confusing uh, what we pick and choose to accept into the Hall of Fame when it comes to baseball and what we don't. It's weird how that works. I don't you know, know what this it is. is. This has been pointed out by others, but the job or duty, I think, of, you know, what is the, the, the Baseball Writers Association, yeah. right? That's who votes. Yes. <coughs> Seam the- heads. <laughs> the the point is as much as you're trying to acknowledge the greatness of these athletes which you know they're doing being up for it obviously acknowledges what their career was there's also a portion of history with baseball that I think you have to acknowledge and they went through an era where it was so rampant in terms of PEDs and major league baseball looked the other way this is an opinion. This is fact, okay? After the strike back in the early 90s, and I remember this because I was an avid baseball fan, you had some people who walked away from it. There weren't as many people coming back going to games. It, it wasn't, you know, being as appreciated as much as it was before the strike took place. My brother stopped watching. Yeah. Diehard Cincinnati I, Reds fan, and they had good teams uh, in the early 90s won a World Series. You stopped I, watching after that I strike. grew up going to both. Chris Sabo, man, like yep. the rec specs. Like, I love that. Like, he was one of my favorite players growing up. I remember that. What, they won in 90, 91? Yeah, 90, they beat the A's. I, I, yeah. I, had a little, I had a little booklet that I used to open up with all the players' cards and everything else that I'd collect. I mean, I was an avid fan. But after that, it was it kind of soured things. I mean, I still went to games and all that, but you could tell there it was a harder time finding people to go with you. People were turned off by it. And, and so what did Major League Baseball do? They allowed what was a problem at that time, which was, I guess if you want to call it a problem, performance-enhancing drugs, to go rampant throughout their league and guys to start smashing balls over the fences to make games more entertaining, scoring go up. You know, that home run derby became one of those must-watch TV events. Like, yeah. I'll never forget Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa going tit-for-tat back and forth in the home run derby. I'll never forget it. And them doing the, coming up and doing that little arm, you know, thing that they used to do all yoked up. Yeah. I, I remember when I was working out, I was like, man, I want to have forearms like Mark McGuire. He's like the real-life version of Popeye. And, and so they let it happen. They looked the other way when it happened. And now they want to come back and condemn all these guys for really in an era where they needed it most. They helped bring back baseball to a certain degree. It's just it's so hypocritical, I think, of, of the Baseball Writers Association and really Major League Baseball, too, for taking a stance on something that helped essentially necess- like, like really resuscitate this, in- this entire league. And, and by the way, I'll, I'll go into the hypocrisy more with Major League Baseball. For a league that year in and year out has a margin of error with the way they actually 
manufacture their baseballs. In some years, they're tighter. They have more pop to them. The seams aren't as pronounced. And in other years, they're a little softer. They've got higher seams, which leads to <laughs> being better for pitchers and, and, and less explosion yes. off the bat. I mean, literally, like you can look into this. The manufacturing of baseballs is so off or changes in such a way year to year that it legitimately impacts the game. It impacts hitting and it impacts pitching. Just think about what you said. Tom Brady was suspended four games because he deflated air footballs. An entire league is picking and choosing how they want the, the, the most important part of their game, how it's impacting the entire game. Like the, the, the entire, none of it makes any sense. It's all hypocritical. It's Crazy. all hypocritical. And, and that's where I, I look at it and go, come on, man. Like you're missing an opportunity to I don't care if you put an asterisk next next to their names in the Hall of Fame. They should be in. You're taking it because it would have been a Hall of Fame you know, player anyways. I don't care. I mean, there was there were so many people during the era doing it. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, we're talking about a time when I first got in the NFL, and it's not like this has really changed, it just flies under the radar. There were guys doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And and you knew what was going on, but you know, for me as a quarterback, it's not like it, it really, you know, played a, a factor into, you know, how it was gonna help my game or even contemplating like, you know, something that I needed to do. But it, it didn't ever really bother me because even in baseball, as much as you want to talk about guys juicing up and trying to find an edge, which the entire sport is about, I mean, come on, from stealing signals to now we're worried about what substances we're putting on baseballs. We're cracking down on that. The entire game of baseball is about finding an edge. And yet we want to pick and choose which battles we actually choose to focus on. It's it's all hypocritical. It, it, the, what the Cubs have done to Sammy Sosa, just in, in that case, for an example on the hypocrisy, to where the Cubs organization has basically said, well, you know, we need him to come out and acknowledge what he did wrong and apologize. All right, well, as soon as he does that, will you give back all the millions upon millions of dollars that he made your crummy franchise it, it went, when your organization needed it back in the 90s? Are you going to get back some of that money? Are you going to get back, are, are the places that made money off Sammy Sosa, uh, places around Wrigley Field going to get back some of the money it doesn't make any sense and, and my problem is look if if you don't want to put guys who did things illegally in baseball into the hall of fame cool but then you got a bunch of guys who acknowledge taking amphetamines. You got a bunch of guys who acknowledge doctoring the baseball. Uh, you, you mean to tell me that what the Astros did is considered less cheating than a guy taking PEDs? Which, by the way, for people out there that, that don't know anything about PEDs, it doesn't mean you're going to be a better baseball player. It just means you're going to recover quicker to be able to be available for the next game. And so the idea that you take this magic drug and all of a sudden you hit 700 home runs after the fact, I'd love to find out how many guys took PEDs and only got to double A or only got to triple A. These right. guys, you got to be a great, you got to have the foundation of a great player in order to see the benefits of this stuff. And, and the fact that baseball wants to go back now retroactively and punish guys after they made millions upon millions of dollars on the backs of those athletes uh, be, uh, after taking the PEDs and they look the other way. That's the part that blows my mind. It's crazy. Just to back something up, because, you know, Major League and its commissioner, Rob Manfred, have repeatedly denied rumors that the balls are altered in any way or juiced, for example. I want to make sure people understand this isn't even my opinion. This is factual. OK, ESPN Sports Science actually commissioned research at the University of Southern California, their, their Keck School of Medicine, 
and Kent State's uh, University Department of Chemistry and Biochemistry, okay? And what they did is they x-rayed some baseballs. And this is dating back to, I want to say, like 2017. But they x-rayed baseballs after the 2015 All-Star Game. And what they found that those balls after that 2015 All-Star Game that they were able to x-ray, they subtly and consistently differed than older baseballs. All right, the, the research performed by both universities revealed changes in the density and the chemical composition of the baseball's core. And so it provides you a little bit of a glimpse into the, the factory that's producing these baseballs, which is down in Costa Rica, mind you. Uh, I believe it's the Rawlings factory that produces them. You know, there's, there's always going to be, any time you produce something, right, a margin of error difference. But there also tends to be a thought that these balls are subtly changed or differ depending on what baseball wants to get out of, you know, whether it's the second half of a season when you play 162 games or a, a new season when they start to go into it. And so this isn't like my opinion. This is factual. Yep. This is what baseball has done. And I think it's why it bothers me so much that you're taking away one of the all-time you know, honors of, and legacy for some of these players and, and you're making it about PEDs, yet they were rampant. Everyone was doing it back then. And, and then you want to you know, try to try to juice up or do things to help improve your sport in another way. Like take your own PEDs for baseballs. It's just the whole thing is so hypocritical. And I can't stand the fact that you know, players, unfortunately, have to go to the Veterans Committee in order to get in. It, it, it makes me sit there and say, the Baseball Writers Association, for as smart and as long as they've done this, and, and I get – their influence on the game and how, you know, they're going to be the ones that ultimately write the history of the game. They don't have perspective. And that's what they've lost track of is they haven't actually been in the position to play and understand whether or not it provided that individual an advantage. It's also like uh, Lance Armstrong. Look, I'm not, nobody's advocating you should go do steroids. All right. Nobody's saying, all right, go take steroids. Nobody's saying that. But if we're going to pretend like uh, Major League Baseball had no idea what was happening, it's crazy. It's like with cycling. Lance Armstrong gets vilified as this awful guy, and he did terrible things, and we get all that, and it threw a lot of people under the bus, and and it was not a good look and not a good move by Lance Armstrong. Um, Side note, Everybody else was doing PEDs while they were cycling, too. Like, if, yeah. if you went through at one Tour de France, you had to get to the 18th place finisher before you found somebody they thought was probably clean. Like, think about that. So, if, if we're going to say, well, he cheated, uh, none of his records should count. Lent, okay, well, then... The fact that he did it in a sport that condoned cheating or knew that this stuff was happening or was happening at such a rampant play, at pace, like you just you can't pick and choose which time you want to buy and which time you don't want to buy into it. That's the part that doesn't make any sense to me. And baseball's done it for years and years. I don't know what cheating is. They, I agree. Listen, I agree. By the way, who is it that owns Rawlings, the manufacturer of baseball? MLB, Major oh, okay. League Baseball. Oh, okay, very good. Weird, right? Yeah, it's weird how that happens. So, so at least they don't have like a vested interest or anything and uh, how this stuff works. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, look, in my mind, let everybody have, like, uh, you know, a little bit of something. A little sandpaper in the glove, a little cork in the bat. You mentioned Chris Sabo, a little cork in the bat. Why not? You know, let's get I after mean, it a little for, bit. We used to try to, at a young age, to steal signals all the time. I mean, that's part of it. Is that considered cheating? They do it in college football. They try to do it at the NFL. Remember Spygate? Yep. That was all about trying to steal signals of, of what the opposite team was trying to do. Yeah, I, I just I mean, think I just, the whole thing is just again it, we pick it, and it's choose. Weird. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. Uh, it is very well, weird. Well, the, the fact that Barry Bonds couldn't throw out uh, Sid Bream when he was at second base, and Barry Bonds is a left field 
uh, doesn't deserve the Hall of Fame. Just well, uh, yeah, but I think that that uh, baseball he got, that that baseball that he got uh, had uh, was uh, sandpapered down, so he couldn't get a good yeah. grip on it. So yeah. I think that's uh, a fair point. Uh, all right, it is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. But again, if you Major League Baseball, do a little bit of digging. Uh, you'd be amazed what you discover. Speaking of which, oh, wow. if you're a valued customer, you deserve a, a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company, and that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. All right, coming up next, uh, one organization in the NFL could be in major, major trouble. We'll get into all the details of that for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, we are going to get into um, uh, somebody in the NFL. Uh, I don't know if this is a threat. Feels like a threat. Uh, but one organization could be in major trouble here. We'll have that for you here uh, on uh, Fox Sports Radio. So uh, good little conversation uh, we just had uh, on the, uh, you know, the uh, David Ortiz getting into yeah. the Hall of Fame. Again, yeah. congratulations to Big Poppy. I mean, he Congrats, Big Poppy! Yeah, well uh, you know, I, I do feel bad that out of him being inducted, being that he was the, the only one, uh, a, a lot of conversation then – is, is surrounded around the Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, two of the greatest players, uh, at least in my lifetime, probably to ever have played the game. Yeah. But a lot of it becomes about that and the voting process and the PED or steroid era. It becomes a lot about that. One of the things that I thought was funny, though, in, in watching some of the highlights of Big Poppy, because some kids you know, probably don't remember him, at least not as vividly, especially in the early 2000s. Um, what was it, 2004, 2007, when they yep. won the World Series? Yep. Oh, I, was, I was watching some of those highlights, and I was like, my God, man. TV and, and just broadcasting in general took such a big <laughs> jump. Like, it's so grainy. The colors aren't, like, as good on the picture. And then you see the 2013 World Series, like, those highlights, you go, clear as day. Like, everything is in HD. <laughs> it's so nice. And it's just uh, – it's it's hard to appreciate – Honestly, what happened, you know, back in the early 2000s, because we took such a monumental leap in the way we broadcasted things to viewers uh, that it it just makes you feel old. Like looking at the 2004, 2007, you know, those highlights of David Ortiz or Big Poppy. You're like, God, man, I feel so old right now watching this. You know how uh, in, like in baseball, if there's a guy who's played for multiple teams, the big debate is right, which cap are you going to have on your um, your bust? I guess if you want to call is that what you call it? A bust? I don't yeah. know. Who cares? Yeah. Plaque. Um, yeah, at the plaque. Plaque, uh, bust. Plaque, bust. Statue. Yeah, whatever. Uh, ornament? Chair. You got an ornament, Roberto? Yeah, no? that's, that's yes. fine. Yeah, whatever you want to <laughs> yeah. call it. Uh, it's but, hanging on uh, a wall. It's hanging on something. <laughs> it is. Uh, but, uh, you know, the big conversation is, well, you know, if you played for multiple teams, I mean, what, what what hat are you going to be wearing on your plaque? And look, I'm not trying to piss off anybody here. I'm not trying to bring up bad stuff. And I, I would not try and do that, uh, you know, to our Lord and Savior, Scott Shapiro, diehard Minnesota Twins fan. But I would venture to guess that David Ortiz probably not going to be wearing a Twins hat on his plaque. Just saying. Look, I mean, listen, he was there five, six years. All right. But unfortunately, uh, once he got to the Boston Red Sox, and whether or not he had a little bit of help in one department or another, that uh, remains to be seen. Well, he couldn't beat out Doug Mankiewicz at first base. Well, listen, I mean, with that kind of that's last name, what, what do you want? Yeah, I mean, that's not what it was. By the way, are they the, uh, are they the only – is that the only team in history to have two players at one position with a Z at the end of their last name? 
Minkiewicz and, uh, and Ortiz? I mean, think that's about it. That's a great it. question. Yeah, that's important that's stuff. And look, Take that for data. <laughs> thank yeah. you, Coach. This is the important stuff that we uh, we break down here on uh, yeah. you know AM radio. That's how yeah. it works. You're not, Do, a, um, not the nickel and dime Sunday night shows you're used to, Brady and Quinn. All right? it's it, not that. It, it, it is interesting that I don't hear many people uh, who are Minnesota Twins fans clamoring for uh, for David Ortiz <laughs> to be at a – it's a bummer. Well, you, it's, it's, yeah. it brings up bad memories. You know, you don't want to, you know, acknowledge what you walked away from. Uh, yeah. All right. It is um, two pros and a cup of Joe Fox Sports Radio. 15 minutes from now, we're going to hand out some midweek awards, a little bit good, bad and ugly here. Uh, you know, we will get into that uh, discussion for you. We're going to need somebody to, to take the role of LeVar Arrington here who's not with us uh, to d- hand out the good award because Brady, yeah. uh, I don't know if you got uh, Lee's email. You know, that's a little hit or miss one, that stuff from Lee. But, uh, you know, I've got the uh, bad, you've got the ugly. So Well, it so depends on what the not Lee's passed out around a campfire. So that's that's usually how that hey, goes. Hey man, let me so. tell you something. He is bound. Lee, you've really bounced back from that campfire uh, passing out scene that you painted for us on Saturday. I got to tell you, man. It, yeah, it took a few days. <laughs> like, even even Monday morning, I can oh, tell. Dude, wait till you turn forty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Roberto. Yeah. What what happened to your tequila drinking days? What happened uh, to those? Not the same anymore. Dude. Yeah. Uh, I, I do feel like uh, Roberto's pretty consistent. Just with grabbing a, a case of beer, and, and that's good. He's good. He doesn't yeah. need anything yeah. else. Yeah, he's uh, and, and and he's very good about uh, drinking the water afterwards. Something tells me yep. Lee might have skipped the water step on his Saturday night. Might have yeah. missed that one, but yeah, uh, you know, happens. at least he wore the uh, the plastic Packers helmet next to the fire. Well, at least, <laughs> at least he wasn't threatening anyone. You know, no, that's a good point. That, yeah, that is a good point. By, by the way, I did want to ask you this real quick before we hear from uh, this disaster uh, who should be in the Hall of Fame but won't be. Um, are you familiar with a uh, a town in Ohio called Ohio City, Ohio? You being yes. uh, all right. Yeah. Um, a guy listening to the show, I believe his name is Tim, just sent in a uh, tweet um, with a picture of the weather. It's minus four in Ohio City, Ohio right now. Yep. You got to be yep. kidding me, man. Uh, my my dad uh, salts and plows. He's out in it right now. Trust me. He's uh, we we've, we've been having conversations about it because when I was young, I used to go out and shovel some walks and salt and all that. I, I think I told you the story. He, yes. he has so there's a salt spread on the back of his truck. And what people don't realize is you know it, it's not the easiest process because the salt tends to clump, and so. In order for it to actually spread properly, I would have to sit on the back back bed of his truck and I'd have to grab the salt spreader and kind of bend over and like shake it and make sure I'd break up the big chunks so it would spread evenly throughout the parking lots, strip malls, places like that, uh, church parking lots where my dad would salt had the contracts. I, I mean, well, the, pro- the, the problem is, is he would forget to tell me there's a speed bump coming. Oh, and so he would, <laughs> and so sometimes I would literally get popped off the back end of the truck <laughs> because I'd be kind of shaking the salt spreader and end up kind of hitting it and I would fly off the back. Back, so. Is it like with uh, in Jackass where uh, they're driving uh, Steve O on the sand dunes in a Jeep, and Henry Rollins uh, is or Henry Rollins is driving the uh, the truck, and and Steve O's trying to get a tattoo while they're racing over the sand dunes? <laughs> pretty <laughs> pretty much. I mean, fortunately, face. I was I was so like padded up with with you know coats and oh, sweatshirts and whatnot. <laughs> the impact of hitting the ground really didn't hurt. Oh, but, yeah, oh, Ohio man. City. I think it's pretty close to Fort Wayne. It's towards the border of Ohio. Uh, so. It's uh, yeah minus four. So uh, again. Uh, but, you know, Brady feels your pain being in Fort, Fort Lauderdale. So I'm very interested. Uh, all right. Um, so Get my home uh, address, too, while you're at it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's good. Fair enough. Hour four. Uh, all right. So uh, let's get into. Um, Thousand Oaks, uh, California. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, speaking of which, uh, let, let's get into Stonehouse. Let's get into uh, this situation uh, in the NFL.
NFL because apparently um, Antonio Brown means business, man. He means business. Uh, he is not thrilled with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization uh, so much so that him and his lawyer threatening litigation possibly. Uh, here was AB on Real Sports with Bryant Gumble. Uh, take a listen. Yeah, these guys at Tampa Bay Bucks try to make an agreement with me to give me $200,000 to go to the crazy house so these guys can look like they know what they're talking about. Wait, these guys are wait, professional. Wait, 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 wait. They, they offered you $200,000 for them. what? The, off, the offer was Antonio would basically sit on the sidelines, go on some list, uh, and commit himself to some form of intensive mental health treatment. And we were specifically told in writing by the general manager twice, don't spin this any other way. Hmm. Interesting stuff, man. So, so again, I mean, uh, it sounds like the uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in trouble, man. There's clearly more to this story. I mean, like it always sounds good when you've got a a smart legal guy next to you who understands how to uh, speak in legalese or the proper vernacular. But (laughs) the truth of the matter is, I mean. I, there's no explanation for how he left the field. Like, there's been other guys who have been benched uh, and had some things said to him on the sidelines that didn't act like that. So, you know, is it is it that outside the realm of possibilities that they wouldn't say, like, you know, hey, may, maybe you need to talk to someone. Maybe you need some, some, you know, mental health training or something based on what you did on the field, based on your history and track record, which it's not like it's been a clean slate until this point. Do you want Do you want to hear, uh, this was the uh, t- conversation with uh, Brian Gumbel about, uh, you know, him walking off the field. Here was a. Oh, yeah. yeah. What possessed you then to do what you did? Yo, what would you do? I, 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 I was hurt. At that point, you know, I don't want to wear your equipment. I don't want to be affiliated with the logos. And, you know, I, I just took it off and, and got out of there. I, I love how he pretends like he's being attacked by bees. I, I needed to get the equipment off me. Like, I, I, need, I need to get this stuff off me. Dude. <laughs> yeah. you, you, hey, bud, you left the pants on. Yeah. I mean, that looks like last time I checked, that's the Tampa Bay Bucks pants. You weren't, you weren't worried about that, I, huh? Listen, I, I'm not trying to be insensitive to mental health or anything like that. All right, I'm not, I'm not trying to do that because it is important. I know it, people speak out on it more openly now, and I think that's a great thing. Jay Glazer has done great stuff uh, trying to create awareness for it. I got to be honest with you, man. Uh, I'm done with AB and the mental health. I'm, I'm done with it. I, I, I don't have time for Antonio Brown's mental health. I don't have time for him to figure out uh, when, when, when you know he, he wants to be a football player and when he doesn't want to be a football player. He's tweeting out a picture of himself in a Baltimore Ravens jersey. Uh, Lamar Jackson saying, oh, man, you know, maybe they could pair up together. If you're the Ravens, run as far away as you possibly can from Antonio Brown. And same goes for every single team in the NFL. He's quit on three teams now. He can't pick and choose whether or not he wants to be a football player, a musician, or whether or not he wants to surround himself with white women in a particular year via Twitter. That's a fact. <laughs> Check his timeline. So, uh, hey, where are the white women at? Not on his Twitter feed. But here's, <laughs> uh, So at some point, man, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. I can't deal with this crap anymore. It, it feels like, and, and look, I told you, I've been around AB training. I've thrown to him before. He's a tremendous talent. He had a career that I think most would say was a Hall of Fame-worthy career. But you know how this will work with the voters. You know, they'll be upset by how his career ended, if this is indeed that. And even after leaving Pittsburgh, what really his career has looked like, um, he is able to add a Super Bowl to his resume, but it's one in which was kind of tarnished by 
how he left the Bucks, and, and so it's unfortunate that it's come to that. But he, it, you get the sense now that he's at the point where it's more of a he's more of a front runner. When things are going good, when you're winning, when you have a shot at winning a Super Bowl, and, and that obviously is something he can parlay into other opportunities or extending his career, he's good. But when he doesn't feel like there's a shot of that, or you know he's not more involved in the offense like that particular day, he's not. And, and, and that's, the, that's the tough part is I don't know that there will be another opportunity for him. I think Baltimore right now is more focused on extending John Harbaugh yeah. than they are about signing Antonio Brown. And, and I understand the connection. You know, his cousin, Hollywood Brown, he's, he's, he's on the team. Uh, he plays wide receiver for them. You know, Lamar Jackson's from South Florida. They're all very familiar with each other, know each other. So there is that connection, but it doesn't make any sense why you would invest into that when your team right now is really swimming and struggling to try to find a way of at one point being atop the AFC North and now you're at best second to the Bengals and maybe even depending on a healthy Baker Mayfield being third. I mean, let's be real about this where I think we'd view the Baltimore Ravens right now. So they have enough of their own issues. They don't need to bring or invite anymore onto their roster with how things have gone. You know, you know, it's funny. So his, his entire football approach, like where he wants to end up, where he wants to go has all resulted in failure. So he was with the Pittsburgh Steelers. That yep. was, that was a disaster. Um, you know, he goes, yeah, well, he, I mean, statistically he put together oh, like, great. a string of years that were amazing, to, but they didn't win a Super Bowl. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But, but it all, it all ends up being a crash and burn. Like all of his gambles when it comes to football have all, have all ended up, you know, just being a disaster. The Raiders, the cryotherapy chamber, the helmet, the Mike Mayock stuff, all that stuff was a disaster. Um, you know, in New England, uh, he lasted one game there. He was gone. Uh, then he goes to Tampa Bay, takes his his clothes off and runs out of a stadium and then and is looking around going, well, they wanted to inject me with Tordal. You know what I remembered? I was thinking about this yesterday. You remember when Drew Rosenhaus was still his agent and mm-hmm. and Antonio Brown, uh, they were talking about, you know, trying to put together a trade. You remember the team that tried to trade for him and he rejected the trade? The Bills. Yeah. Look where the Bills are now in comparison. Right. Remember Antonio Brown was too good for the Buffalo Bills? Everything he has touched NFL-wise over the last couple of years has been a disaster. If yeah. you're the Bills, thank Christ you didn't sign Antonio Brown. Thank yeah. or, or trade for Antonio Brown. You it, ended up on the right side. It's turned into White Castle 30 minutes after yeah. you eat is what it's turned into. Yes. You know, that's, that would be the analogy. It's raining. Uh, never mind. I'll leave that alone. I, I, I do think there's the potential chance, though, if he does have correspondence and he has either recorded conversations or documented conversations with the team medical staff, there could be something there where he is able to get money back from them. Like, I, you can't make a statement that, you know, they looked at having a, an injury settlement to some degree, you know, paying him and asking him to go hit, you know, get help. You wouldn't put that out there publicly unless that was actually something that was presented to him in an injury settlement, which it seems like that's what, what this is about. And, and the injuries from everything we know or what's been reported was something that he was, you know, they, they knew about coming onto the Bucks a couple of years ago. And so obviously the team signed up for that. They were very aware, even from the text exchange, uh, you know, with Bruce Arians, which was something that became public. Those things, if, if they're all tr- are all true, there will be a settlement here. There will be some form or fashion in which they can't just completely wipe their hands of this, walk away clean if you're the Bucks. 
So that, that, I am curious to see where that all uh, goes as we move forward with all of this. Because I think them making all this public only puts more pressure on the Bucks to try to basically pay them in a higher injury settlement and go their separate ways. It's a two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox of the year on FSR. Coming up next, uh, it is midweek awards time. We're going to hand out some right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever for you get your podcasts. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now, uh, football on your television could look very, very different this next season. We will get into all that for you here on FSR. Um, By the way, uh, now people are starting to send in uh, local weather reports from where they're at. Uh, You know, I feel like an a-hole. It's uh, 49 degrees here in Sherman Oaks, California. Uh, It's freezing. You've got got Jason uh, in West Des Moines, Iowa, uh, minus six. Arnie Mm. Spanier, Fox Sports Radio legend, uh, minus two in Vermont. Uh, Just a... uh, (laughs) That bites. Hey, you don't miss it at all. You don't miss one oh, no, no, I do. I do. We actually had a cold front go through this past week for South Florida standards that was uh, in the 40s. So <laughs> it was awesome. Like, it was a great change of weather. I was honestly like people down here who, who know me know me know that I miss the change of seasons. Like, I'm not one of those people that needs sunshine every day or Agreed. warm weather to Agreed. wake up in a good mood. Like, I just I generally get excited about what we do and. And all that, so um, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't need the the warm weather. Yeah, I, I man, I like the elements, you know. But I also think, uh, like, I'm, I'm a big, I love jackets. Like everybody's got this. I just love jackets, yeah. and and Layers. I realized you're a big layer guy. Yeah, too. you know, big time. And but I've just realized, uh, you know, maybe it's a European. Uh, I just realized uh, there's a joke in there. Nobody probably got. Uh, I just realized. Uh, hey, Pac-Man. Listen, uh, that's the uncut version. No, no pun intended. No. Yeah, no. Uh, I just realized that uh, you know it's my version, my version of warm weather jackets doesn't exactly uh, do. A lot of good when you're uh, when you're on the East Coast in uh, some elements because I've been in uh, cold weather before and I realize all right there's a difference between a Southern California quote unquote jacket and what you really need when you're out there like you uh, experienced in Ann Arbor Michigan uh, earlier yeah. this year well, last year yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. Uh, there's all I'm, I'm not going to get into that but I'll just put it this way someone had thrown in some long johns all right or or I should say thermals to wear underneath our suit. Yeah. I opened up the package. I looked at it and I was like, this isn't going to do jack squat. (laughs) 
this is like what you would wear in California if it was cool. Like, this is not what you wear in the Midwest oh, when it's man. single digit degrees. Like, this is doing nothing for yeah, you. Yeah, that's, that's, that's terrible. By the way, uh, this show is brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app and use code 2PROS. That's the number 2PROS to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. There are some good things that happen, and there's some bad, and then there's some downright ugly things. It's time for Good, Bad, and Ugly. All right, Lee DeLapp, our executive producer. Now, LeVar was supposed to give us the good, Lee, but I think we're kind of all in agreement on what the good should be for this week, correct? Yeah, I guess the good would probably be, if we're all in agreement, the uh, the divisional round in the NFL. Uh, 100%. Best weekend of football I've ever seen. Um, it Chiefs, Bills. I, I still can't get over. I'm, I'm going to watch that game again. They're, they're showing replays, uh, I think, on NFL Network. I'm probably going to end up watching that game again. I, I just thought this weekend the NFL was absolutely phenomenal through and yeah. through. Yeah. Um, all right, well, who's got uh, and and it, who's got the bad there, Lee? That, like that? Jonas, I think the bad this week should go to you. All right, yeah, I prefer the I prefer, okay. the, I prefer the bad and the ugly. Um, mm. You know, but I'll take the bad this week. Yeah, um, here's no. the bad: uh, the Packers special teams unit, absolutely <laughs> embarrassing. And uh, for people out there. There that are saying, oh, because uh, I tried to point out that, listen, 10 points in that game offensively for Aaron Rodgers uh, and, and that group was enough to win that game. They're like, oh, that was enough to win the game? Yeah, moron, do math. The special teams unit cost them 10 points, three on the blocked field goal, another seven on the blocked punt, and then on top of all of it, Robbie Gold's game winner, they only had 10 guys on the field. Aaron Rodgers and the offense weren't great, but they did enough. The defense definitely did enough. Their special teams unit it was a it was a concern of Matt LaFleur's going into that game slam dunk no doubt about it that's my bad for the week that awful Packers special teams unit a historically bad performance in a big time game yeah but you know Aaron Rodgers and his vaccination status that's a good point yes that's a good that's a good point immunized yeah very good immunized that really got some people <laughs> All bad things in Green Bay. Well, what's worse than bad? That's the ugly Brady. What's ugly this week? Oh, man. I, I had a whole list of things, right? Like, it kind of got ugly on social media when Brittany Matthews, the, the wife of Patrick Mahomes, was spraying people with a champagne bottle. And now you've got the uh, the, the Chiefs head of the AFC Championship game. A lot of people are upset at that. They're, they're rooting against, specifically, not even the Chiefs, just Jackson Mahomes, Patrick's brother, and, and Brittany Matthews. That, that, that could have been one of the things I picked. But that wasn't quite ugly enough. You know, Jonas touched on the bat with the Packers. Things have gotten kind of ugly after that. Uh, maybe even just Sean Payton walking away from the Saints. Things could get ugly in New Orleans. But, you know, nothing. nothing's really uglier until you're, you're having a good time, having a good time, maybe too good of a time, and you pass out <laughs> wearing your favorite team's helmet around a bonfire. So... Lee DeLapp, our executive yeah. producer. You, my friend, have won the ugly for yeah. the wish week. As, as your Packers lost, things got yeah. ugly for you on Saturday night. I'll take that as a consolation. Uh, we get it, it is. We it get is, it yeah. Birdie's Lee DeLapp edition. Well done, Lee. <laughs> Job well done. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.